Hello and welcome to For the Love of Truth. This is episode 218 and is in the Back to Health series. And today we are going to be speaking to a woman called Julie. And in Julie's own words before we get started, she sent me a message that reads, I became disabled two weeks after my one and only flu vaccine. As a nurse, I was threatened that I'd lose my job if I didn't take it. Two weeks afterwards, the pain and stiffness started and became so extreme. I couldn't start my car or change my baby's diaper. I was in a different torture chamber every day. 14 years into this, I became practically bedridden, only getting up for one meal. All medications didn't work, with the exception of steroids, which I only took occasionally. After much research, I discovered low-dose antibiotic therapy, and that put me in a remission for two years, but no longer worked. I then tried food-grade hydrogen peroxide, which put me in a remission for nine months. I then heard about stem cells. I've had three treatments, and I am no longer bedridden. I can wipe my own bum, and I can get up from a chair without assistance. Although it's not a cure, it has given me much of my life back. If you want to explore stem cells, I'd be happy to share my experience. Cheers, Julie. And so I reached out to Julie and we had an initial chat. And then last night we had a much more in-depth discussion. And that is the one that I would like to share with you. And if you have a story that you would like to share and talk to me about that, please do visit fortheloveoftruth.co.uk and go to the Contact Us page and fill in a form and reach out to me. And I will have a discussion with you about that. And in the meantime, I just want to say thank you for all your support. You guys are amazing, and I look forward to seeing you and speaking to you in the next episode. Take care. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for joining me on the show, and I'm so excited to be talking about your story. Thank you. I have a lot to say. (laughs) (laughs) I spoke to you the other night. I don't doubt that. (laughs) (laughs) Finally, somebody's listening. (laughs) And I don't know whether this content will end up being suitable for YouTube or not. I've already planned to put it other places just in case with just a feed out from YouTube if we need to, because I suspect if we're going to speak openly, then we're going to be brushing against subjects that their censorship will go, no, we don't want this. I was thinking of making some code words the other day. (laughs) (laughs) But you're absolutely right. The censorship has become a disease in itself. It really has. And, um, the sad part is, is that people that are going to try and find their truth, they're going to find it that it's harder to reach to find because everything's been removed. Yeah. Yeah. True enough. True enough. Scary thought. Aye. But the look inside, that's where the real truth is, not in the outside world anyway. That's it. That's it. So could we start off with you telling me a little bit about you and what your life was like before you became ill? Well... I was a social worker and then I went to nursing school and I had five children and I worked two or three jobs and no pain and just living like everybody else is living, you know, paying your bills and Mm -hmm. saving money. And, and then, you know, I was threatened to take a vaccine and um, that was at my nursing job. How long ago um, was that? That was, I got my vaccine on October 25th, the year um, 2000. Okay. I'm sure there's going to be a good reason why you remember the exact date as well. (laughs) To be honest with you, I went back and looked once my disease started progressing and then I remembered the date, but there, there is a significance to it because when you read the insert of a vaccine, it says that the, it, it takes, um, it initiates two weeks after the injection. Right. And the reason why I know that that's when it started was because my daughter's birthday is on November 14th and she was turning two at the time. Yeah. And a week before her birthday, no word to lie, I remember my exact position. I was starting, I was doing my pill pass. And back so in you, those days- you were days, a nurse then? I was a nurse then. Yeah. I had just been a nurse for two years at this point. Right. And I- um we had these old crushers that you would put the pills in to crush them for the elderly who couldn't take them whole. And so I would say this was probably the 7th of November because I remember at the same time I was thinking, Oh, I got to plan my daughter's birthday party just the way it is. And I had one bugger of a time to crush them. And that just increased completely to where my knee ended up being this big. Like I used to work 
nights, a lot of shifts, but I used to be the fun nurse. We'll just say, you know, I would scare the staff during the night shift, hiding, hiding under beds, just to make it fun, you know? (laughs) And, uh, I couldn't bend. I couldn't back then. I couldn't even get under a bed. I couldn't get under anywhere. So your entire entire body was just stiffening up then? It was. It started off in my one knee and my thumb and wrist. Mm -hmm. And my older sister passed away um, on February 1st, uh, 2001. Mm -hmm. So that's only a couple of months, three months after that I was starting to exhibit symptoms, but I had become a lot worse. Mm -hmm. I couldn't... um, as we were at the hospital, she had cancer. We were there quite a lot. Um, and I couldn't uh, stand. I couldn't stand. I had to sit down. It was just, I had a hard time getting up. And then the fourth month after my, my vaccine, I ended up with the worst flu and probably only flu to my recollection hmm. that I have ever had in my life. I was bedridden for eight days with a fever of 103.9. That sounds dangerously high. It's high. It's it's not, it's high. I, I couldn't move. And I thought I was dying then. Yeah. But, you know, I recouped from that. And then um, even at that time, four months later, I was saying, okay, this is just temporary. This is going to go away. Mm-hmm. And I was in pain right off the bat. And I'm not talking intermittent pain. I'm talking 24 hour seven pain. Mm. And so where my wrists were burning, I I felt like I felt sometimes I was in a vice and I couldn't move and the vice would tighten. It was torturous pain in my view. Mm. And and I mean, I had five children, four naturally. And I mean, that was nothing, (laughs) 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 nothing. Okay. But uh, it was just very different. And so, um, after that, I, I, my knee wasn't getting any better and I was getting worse. And I said, okay, I'll finally go see my doctor. Mm-hmm. And uh, they refer, he referred me to a rheumatologist and I had all of the x-rays and blood work done. I don't remember what they are now, but mm-hmm. I could probably get documents of it. But mm-hmm. uh, so I started, you know, with all the um, non-steroidal stuff. So they, they start you on, you know, um, Celebrex or Vioxx at the time, even they were giving it. Now that that drug has been pulled because it killed a lot of people. (laughs) Oh yeah. Vioxx was a big drug and Celebrex is not much different. It's just, you know, they disguise a lot of deaths for, we know that Mm -hmm. they disguise a lot of deaths. It's never the drug. It's always genetics. (laughs) Yeah. Anyways, I was on, uh, I tried all the, the non-steroidal medications that they had out there. Yeah. Uh, with the exception of gold injections, I didn't get that done, mm-hmm. which was a treatment option. And nothing, nothing worked. And I remember calling my doctor, and this was in August of 2001. Yeah. Because by this time now, because none of the first line worked, yeah. I ended up going to the second line, mm-hmm. which I was going to take, which was cancer drugs is what they give you for, it's chemo drugs that they give you. So they're going to poison you back to health then? They were poisoning me back to health. So I was on methotrexate. I was on sulfasalazine. I was on everything. Oh, um, I was on another drug. Oh, it causes blindness eventually. <laughs> it's an anti-malarial. It's an anti-malarial drug. They're the ones that everybody wanted for COVID. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Anyways, I forget the name right now, but um, oh, Plaquenil. That's what it's called, Plaquenil. Anyways, I was on that, and I gave it an honest try because I wanted to get better. I was mm-hmm. suffering, and I mean, I couldn't start my car my 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 12 year old daughter had to turn the key I couldn't turn it I it felt like there was a knife in my wrist every time I moved it you were still working uh, then I was still working but my my career was cut went, went into a very different area like I wanted to work in the ICU or I wanted to be um an OB nurse or work in the operating room because I was, I took courses while I was on that leave mm-hmm. to, to um, further my career into the area that I was most interested in. Yeah. But once I got this, mm-hmm. that changed everything. Mm. So I ended up having to work night shift because the demand on my body was less. Mm-hmm. Um, and I ended up working, mind you, my first job was in long-term care. I ended up, um, I ended up staying there because Mm -hmm. 
it's just I couldn't do dressing changes, you know, I wouldn't have been able to uh, check moms if they were progressing in their pregnancy. Yeah, there's a lot of things I just couldn't do. Yeah. So that's what I ended up doing. So that August, I remember even after spending uh, been on the, the medication for two months, I was I, I called my doctor and they couldn't take me in and I was suicidal at that point. Mm-hmm. I said, listen, I'm done. I said, if I don't get to see this doctor today, I don't even think I'm going to make it tonight. That's how desperate I am. Wow. And they, they, they squeezed me in and he ended up putting me on prednisone, which of course was a godsend for me because four or five hours after taking that drug, I felt like superwoman, <laughs> you know, and it's the truth. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it, it's the truth. And, yeah. uh, but I needed that relief at that time because they, they don't manage your arthritis with anything else but drugs. Yeah. If you go see any medical doctor, mm-hmm. they don't know. And I know I had an appointment this week and it's so disappointing that these doctors get paid all this money and they know absolutely nothing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. By design. So back then, so I ended up going on the steroids, I don't know, for maybe a month or two and maybe a little longer. I can't remember, but I still, I still couldn't bend. I still couldn't close my hands. I still had um, episodes of pain, of course. So what happened? So if you couldn't bend and couldn't close your hand, were you able to sort of get up and stand up and move around or? At that point, I I could. At that point, I could still get up and down. But I couldn't like I can't couldn't get on my knees like to do dressing changes or stuff like that yeah. as a nurse. That wasn't happening. Right. Like if if something happened when I was working, thankfully I had good people with me yeah. who really helped me along through all of this. They really, really did. Mm-hmm. Because thankfully my mind was still okay. Mm-hmm. I was able to problem solve and, and things like that, okay. which was my strong point in my in my view. Yeah. So anyway, so I I wasn't happy with the drugs that they were giving me because yeah. I was still on them. Even with the steroids, I gave it 10 months yeah. and with nothing. And I says, you know, I have to get my liver checked every friggin' two weeks initially at first. And then after three months, it's every month and I'm there. Well, I can't even have a beer now. Not that that's a big focus for me, but you have now you, I, I, I knew that my, liver was being poisoned by this drug if they're monitoring you that closely for your liver there's something in it that's you know so i ended up doing research at the time it's not like it is today (laughs) i guess 20 years ago the internet was very different yes i remember (laughs) and i and i ended up finding um this organization it's called road back and it's for people with arthritis and they um uh, talk about using low dose antibiotic therapy. Uh-huh. So I did a lot of research with that. And I ended up uh, contacting because on that page, uh, during that time, people who wanted to share their stories, they would leave their email addresses mm-hmm. there. And so I contacted this nurse who was in the States who was very similar to me. And we started chatting back and forth. And she told me what the protocol was. And Eventually, I went to see my doctor and he wouldn't have anything to do with it until I brought him some papers to show mm-hmm. in their journal of medicine that, you know, that it was at least a treatment option, which I did get. Mm-hmm. And he eventually uh, prescribed it to me. Mm-hmm. And in all honesty, it put me in remission for two years. Wow. So again, it's not that I'm a big pro. Uh, I'm not a pro medicine person at all. Mm-hmm. Um, I've seen what it does. I was a drug pusher, I say, for 20 years as a nurse. That's how I felt. And it was, um, but I got some of my life back, but I still couldn't bend. Okay. And I still had mobility issues back then, but Mm -hmm. it was the pain that was killing me. Mm -hmm. So after two years, and I don't understand why, but it it just stopped working. Mm -hmm. And like, I always tell people to look at options when they do, especially autoimmune diseases, always look at other options but i have to say the low dose antibiotic was a big help and it wasn't so toxic because you weren't taking it every day Mm -hmm. and it was low dose so anyways after that it didn't work and i suffered and suffered and i just tried again like the vioxx and the celebrex and 
all these medications that did absolutely nothing. And I was doubling the dose on my own, Mm -hmm. just trying to get relief. Mm -hmm. It didn't do anything. And I, I was like that for years until, um, eight years ago, I I met this fella at a protest and uh, he was telling me about food grade hydrogen peroxide. Mm -hmm. And honestly, I researched that for a year because I mean, I didn't know this guy and Mm -hmm. I'm there. uh, Okay. And I, most people think of that as bleach. Well, that's it. Or they just don't, Oh, it's toxic. Well, it is from the pharmacy, but it is not when it's food grade. Yep. And so after a year of doing research, I says, I have nothing to lose. And I tried it and I couldn't believe it because four days in, it was night and day. Four days in, I actually was able to put my knee up and stand up onto a chair, which I haven't done since I got this. Wow. How are now, you that, taking of course, it? I was taking it orally. I also went for IV, though. I went to a homeopath and got an IV mm-hmm. when the hydrogen peroxide stopped working. Right. And so I took it for nine months. And again, and I'm there. Oh, it was, it was just discouraging because to me, it was my miracle. Yeah. But no, I, mind you, I still take it every day because I still believe in the benefits of it for my body. Yeah. But it's not doing what it needs to do for my joints or my autoimmune. Mm-hmm. I think of the reason why it worked is because it, it detoxified me so much that I, I just automatically felt better. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it does sound like you've toxic. had a lot of toxins in you and a lot of chemical toxins you've been taking in, in the hope that it would resolve the issue. We'll be back after a quick break. Welcome to the alchemy of natural healing. I'm your host, Laurel Dewey. True healing is an alchemical process, meaning it must transform you on all levels, body, mind, and spirit. What affects one affects all three. True healing is one of the hardest journeys you'll ever travel, but it's one of the most rewarding and fulfilling when you get to meet yourself for the first time. If you're ready to take that journey, let's get started. And nothing resulted, nothing. Well, with the exception, but it didn't stay because I was still toxic. Like you said, I was still toxic. And then uh, my younger sister, who also had breast cancer, is she still surviving? No, she, um, her doctor convinced her to get implants, to have a bilateral removal and to get implants and convinced her that this would be good. Well, she ended up sick with those implants and the doctors here. That's actually a lot more common than a lot of people realize, I think. It is. It really, really is. And she, um, she suffered like she, she bloated and, and you know, what's so funny because the doctors are liars and they look at, Oh, it's your post chemo effects. No, there's, you've got these implants that shouldn't be there and your body is constantly trying to reject it. That's why you're bloated. That's why you're not, you have no energy and mm-hmm. that's why you're sick. Mm-hmm. She saw 10 surgeons in here in Canada and not one of them would remove everything. All they were willing to do was remove the implants, but they weren't going to take the cadaver skin or the extra things that they put in for the implants that were foreign. They wouldn't take that out. So she found a doctor in Costa Rica mm. to do it. And I went with her as a support. And I'll tell you, I was at my worst with my arthritis then. Not my worst for my arthritis. I will say I was at my worst with uh, steroid withdrawals. Right. Very bad. Okay. Very bad. But anyways, when I was up there, it was her surgeon who was telling me about stem cells for autoimmune diseases in RA. It was him. None of my 10 doctors that I had here, not a one. So in that sense, it was very worth it for me to go over there with her, even though I wasn't moving. I, um, I was very uh, in a very bad state. Mm -hmm. Um, In fact, when I got back, even before that, I was planning my own death. I, um, I was done and, uh, I just, I couldn't to be in bed and to be screaming. And I screamed every night in bed. I couldn't roll over my shoulder. Every joint felt like they were dislocated. It was, it was repetitive 24 seven. It was, I, I was, I was planning. I had saved money so I could go to Switzerland or Sweden. They have um, assistant uh, suicide there. Mm-hmm. 
that's that's how I felt. I I just couldn't take it no more. I was done. I was and, done. And how, how long had you been sick for then? This well, that was um, by then it was seventeen years. Gosh, I had I had had it, and I mean I finished work in two thousand and fourteen. Mm-hmm. I I I mean the staff were putting my shoes on, putting my coat on. Yeah, I couldn't bend. I couldn't get dressed. My 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 boyfriend at the time. Well, we're married now, but anyways, he had to dress me every morning before I went to work. I couldn't bend to put my socks on or shoes on or my pants, my panties or pants. Couldn't do it. I had to wear loose clothing so that I could maybe try and get my arms up. I couldn't chew. Oh, my my jaw was just, I couldn't chew. And then my pelvis. So I walked like the tin man. My pelvis was so tight. I'm surprised I didn't fall. I'm, I couldn't mm-hmm. believe I hadn't fallen. That must give I you massive so... structural and alignment problems and muscle problems and everything as a result of that. Absolutely, it did. And not only that, when I was withdrawing from those steroids, and I take ownership that I didn't do it right, I had muscle wasting. Like, there was no tomorrow. I lost. I, would, I lost 20 five pounds probably in six weeks because of those withdrawals my body was just looking for what it could get because there was nothing good and not only that my urine was brown that's not Not to sound disgusting but that's how toxic i was because your urine is a good indicator of your health yeah yeah and it should be clear Mm mm-hmm and if it's brown, it's not good. Well, your kidneys are working really hard because your liver's your liver's not doing all it should as well. Then it was just it was awful, and it was awful. Yeah. I was depressed, and just you know, I go see my doctor, and I'm depressed, and doesn't even ask me why. Oh, you need a prescription, and <laughs> sorry, I shouldn't laugh, but that's ridiculous. No, it's but it's it is ridiculous, yeah. and it was just awful. So I went for my stem cells once I found out that they offered it i did some i did research yeah because i wanted to get a price i'm not rich so when i knew that you know it was going to cost me money because our even though we pay taxes here for our health coverage they don't cover anything overseas or from a different country mm-hmm. so um i looked around and um like i looked at the uh, bahamas i looked at panama i looked at mexico and i looked at germany mm-hmm. and maybe a couple of others and um it was in it was in uh, between germany and mexico because for me they had their pricing suited my budget mm-hmm. um because panama and bah- uh, the bahamas was um three times the price wow and u.s funds which was you know we ever i'm canadian so uh yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Our dollar's never worth much. <laughs> Anyways, um, I ended up finally um, applying online at this uh, place in Mexico. And um, what happened was that they refused me. Why? They said that I was too advanced. So this was on a Friday. That can't have been music to your ears. No, because I was already planning my death at this point. Yeah. And so for them to say no, that was my one hope. And I cried all weekend. I bet. I cried. And um, on Monday, I had to wait for their office to open. And uh, I called them. and Or I wrote them. And I said, listen, you know, I am not looking for a cure. I already know there's no cure. I'm a realistic. I'm looking for some pain relief, some kind of symptom control. That's all I want. Mm-hmm. And so the, I ended up meeting the doctor through Skype at first for the initial visit. Yeah. And then, you know, um, about a month after we boarded a plane and uh, flew to San Diego and they pick you up right in San Diego and you go to uh, Mexico. Mm-hmm. And I'll read you. I'll just read you because I wrote a review. Okay, thank you. And I just wanted to, um, I went back the other day to... I wrote, I saw results in the first 10 days of my first treatment. I could roll in bed without screaming. My head and body didn't feel as heavy. I had stamina and did more things in the first three months than the last three years. The pain decreased and so did the intensity of it. I was able to reach a little further too. 
The clarity of my brain was the biggest noted relief. My head felt so full, heavy, disrupted. And after my first stem cells, my head felt normal again. I returned for treatment too in September. Again, we were, uh, you don't need to know that. I ended up losing 10 pounds of fluid after my second treatment. My fingers are thin again, and I rarely have, I, I, re I rarely have swelling since the second treatment, but when I do, I can still roll my ring around my finger. On a side note, I also had three loose teeth, and those stem cells have cured that. <laughs> and I had severe gum disease, and my dentist was in shock that my teeth have never been better. And this is still up until last year because I, I haven't gone because of COVID because I refused to wear a mask. <laughs> Good. Anyways, I wrote that I was extremely dumb. So I explained in this that I got this 18 years ago then because of that flu shot. And I said I was extremely desperate as the pain was so intense that I had no quality of life, no enjoyment, and I was planning my death. I was bedridden for almost three years I heard about stem cells and I decided to do it. And I also ended up um, in the hospital because my arthritis was attacking my heart. And I ended up in the Heart um, Institute here. And um, I had um, pericarditis with effusion. And it was just tough. It was just, and this was right before my stem cells. That was the mm -hmm. straw that broke the camel's back for me. I'll tell you, mm -hmm. it was just awful. Hmm. you've had an unbelievable journey it's been not pleasant and thank god i am as stubborn as i would want to say it but i am very <laughs> stubborn and very determined yeah i guess that's a lot of it gives me my drive mm -hmm. to keep looking yeah so now you know I, i've been wanting to go like they recommended three treatments and i did for my third but i i didn't recover from my third because Again, I was telling you that I was on steroids. Yeah. I was on steroids after I had that heart condition. Mm -hmm. I've been on steroids now for five years that I've been trying to get off of them. Okay. And what happened was that I was, I, for my third treatment, I didn't want to have any medications in me because mm -hmm. my way of thinking is that the steroids fool your body into thinking it's better. Maybe it's fooling maybe even the stem cells. That's just the way I think. Mm -hmm. So what happened was that I, um, I ended up um, really cutting my dose too aggressively mm -hmm. to the point where the steroids just over the withdrawal overtook my body. It really, really did. Mm -hmm. I was, I couldn't walk. I couldn't walk. Wow. My husband and I went to two festivals that July after I had my third stem cells and I couldn't walk. And I ended up in last January, I ended up going to see my eye doctor and he thought that I was at risk of having a stroke or going blind because my vision will just say wasn't great. Yeah. And uh, I ended up having to, I was only off the steroids for three days at this point, but Jesus. I was so sick because I didn't allow my body to recover yeah. because the steroids damage your adrenal glands yeah. our adrenal glands make 7.5 milligrams a day of steroids and whenever you take steroids your adrenal glands say hey you don't need me anymore yep. and your adrenal glands start cur curling up and they don't yeah um emit anymore well it's that old and, saying isn't it use it or lose it and it's exactly that's yeah. what i so i'm happy to announce that i'm finally down to five milligrams Wow. And I started introducing serapeptase, which is, again, something that a friend of mine sent because you're always looking. I always believe that everything on this earth is here for us. Yes. Yeah, I really do. And I always did, I even as a nurse. Yeah. But and, and all that synthetic crap your doctor is saying there, it's if it's synthetic, it's not natural. That's right. Not even close. No, nope. because. They are so unaware of other either electric um, electrical activity yep. or they they don't know everything about the human body. I mean, for good sake. I'd actually only, like to say they know next to nothing about the human body, the way they carry on. They know nothing. They just know how to keep it toxic. Yeah. Yep. So what I had done is, like I said, and I'm still searching. I want to go back for a, a fourth stem cells because um, – 
I don't think I want to use my own stem cells this time. Mm -hmm. I, I wanted to try maybe blood cord um, stem cells and my wrists and ankles are the ones that are the most affected. So if you know, if your foot doesn't bend, you're not walking great. No. So I was hoping maybe I'll have to talk to the doctor, but I would like to maybe have them rate injected into my wrists and ankles instead, mm -hmm. just to give me maybe, I don't know if it's going to work because you're always trying to find your own solutions. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But from where I was to where I am now, I have a pretty good chance. I think that it's going to benefit me. Mm -hmm. So you're much more mobile now then? Oh, I couldn't walk. My husband was dressing me. Mm -hmm. I, I couldn't get up from a chair. Well, I'll tell you, and this, I met my husband in 2013. Mm -hmm. Within six months of him and I dating, he bought a toilet that was higher because he could hear me smashing it with on my back because I couldn't bend my ankles or my knees. I couldn't bend my ankles, I should say, but I, I couldn't scoop down on the toilet. Yeah. I fell down on the toilet. Wow. And uh, it was awful. I couldn't even wipe my bum. It was that my shoulders were just horrible. I was ready for a nursing home. I was 40. Um, well, I was ready for a nursing home when I left work in 2014. Wow. You know, I was 44. Jeez. You know, and all these, the elderly that I've taken care of, I was in worse shape than most of them. Awful. Yeah. Yeah, but you, you've got you've got much more mobility now, even if you're not all the way there. I will never be all the way there, which is something that I've accepted. Mm -hmm. It was it it was the pain. Yeah, it was the pain that was torturous. Mm -hmm. And how is the pain now? I have no pain. Like I would sit there, laying on the couch or sitting in the chair, and I would be in constant pain. Right. Constant pain, and it wasn't. Not, it was always all over, but there was always an area that would, that needed more attention. So like I was telling you, I would feel like I would be in a vice grip and mm -hmm. it would tighten and tighten or somebody was stabbing me or somebody was burning me in the inside. There was always something. I always looked horrific. gaunt. It was horrific. It was horrific. Yeah. I always looked gaunt. I looked, I just, I looked exhausted. Yeah. Well, you must've been. I was exhausted because yeah. I didn't sleep. Yeah. I mean, I used a lot of medicinal marijuana. I'll admit to that. And I drank. Yeah. I didn't drink. I drank at night because I needed to at least sleep two hours. Yeah. And I hate to admit to that. I'm not saying I was not an alcoholic, even though all my doctors wrote down that I was. But that was an option for yeah. me at the time. Yeah. And because when you look at the methotrexate, the cancer drugs that they were giving me, I says, well, if I'm having to get my liver checked every two weeks, well, it's going to take a long time for the alcohol to ever reach that level. I'm going to drink instead. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I'm happy to say right now that I don't need the medicinal marijuana anymore and yeah. I don't need to drink anymore. Yeah, good. You know, I mean, don't get me wrong. I still like my social time, yeah. but that's okay. Okay. So, you know. Here's a question for you then. If you could go back in time knowing what you know now, what would you say to that younger version of yourself? Well, I I fought I fought the doctors back in the day, even with when I had my children. I didn't and I wasn't a nurse then. I didn't want my kids to be vaccinated. And now the doctor just looked at me and I remember it till this day. He says, Well, Julie, the, the benefits outweigh the risk. Well, I know that's a big bullshit now. I can tell you that. <sighs> Yeah, I can tell you that. Now, I did vaccinate my children. I did not for everything, but for some things. But after I got this, they got one more vaccine after because I fell into the fear propaganda mm -hmm. of um, I did. But that flu has affected three out of my five children. Wow. Because they're either gluten intolerant, mm -hmm. dairy intolerant. Mm hmm which they never had that before until they had that vaccine. Wow. That's interesting. Which was a flu vaccine. Again, the, the, flu the flu vaccine has the highest instance, I believe, from what I've read of adverse reactions in people, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And my God, I used to give these vaccines. We had a lady that would go into a coma every year after her vaccine. And she kept coming every back. Every year. Yep. Oh, well, you know, the doctor after the second or third year, well, you know, she does that. It's just a side effect. You know, like they don't <laughs> Pretty serious side effects. It's, it's sad. <laughs> yes, because they're not eating or drinking. 
And then now, and well, they weren't taking their pills because she was in a coma, but it's it's just awful. Mm. And I also found, like, I have a mem, I have um a memory for patterns, mm-hmm. and I yeah, remember, you and me both. Um, yeah. And I mean, because I work nights, you have to remember. So I read through all the labs of everybody every night. I, I have to file them. Yeah. And I, anyways, and it, the, the, the residents all got vaccinated the day before. And the next day, uh, the, the, uh, the lady from the lab was coming in to do some blood work on about 15 patients. Yeah. And eight of those patients were having their INRs done. Mm-hmm. And there are, the INR is a measurement to how blood your thin is when you're taking the drug warfarin or Coumadin. Mm-hmm. Well, that evening, I know because I was working that evening, mm-hmm. and I got six phone calls from the lab that those people that had their INRs done were critical. They were in critical numbers, meaning their thin was their blood was too thin. Right. And when I phoned that doctor. And he says, wow. He says, well, that is, that's never happened. I said, they were all vaccinated yesterday. Yeah. He says, well, that's interesting. And he ordered vitamin K because it's an anticoagulant. Sorry, it's a coagulant. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, so everybody was treated with that, but nothing was reported. So if it's not reported, I'm guessing that must be fairly normal then or, or not unusual. You know, we've had people that died after their vaccines, but because they they have a list of diseases this long and they have a whack of pills this long, it's never, it's considered old age mm-hmm. or complication of whatever, but it's never been the vaccine ever. Yeah. And interesting, you know, um, anyways, you know, uh, we talk like COVID and um, those numbers are so inaccurate that it's frightening that nobody has been taken ensued on how manipulative and how much they lie to the public mm-hmm. that is scary there is actually um there's a private criminal prosecution being brought in the uk right now against matt hancock and christopher witty and a couple of their cronies as well um, by michael i think i read that yeah yeah it's, and it's the guy who's bringing it michael obernacea uh, he's the one who took on the uh, was it bank of scotland i think it was to do with mortgage fraud and one. Um, so we shall see. But yeah, it, it, it sooner rather than later, that lot need to be hauled up and made to answer for what they do, regardless of whether they say they have immunity. No. So we don't have to accept that. That's ridiculous because that was given by someone that's in their ass pocket anyway. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. It's just disgusting. And like I was saying, I want to go, I wanted to go this year to Mexico for, I mean, they'll do uh, the stem cells here in Canada. I just found out, yeah. but I mean, the price is even more expensive than what it is in Mexico. <laughs> and I trust the doctor there. Yeah. Well, you've had results, haven't you? So, pardon me? You've had results from that. So why wouldn't you trust I have him? had results. And yeah. not only that, the whole the whole care is just so different. I mean, it, it's 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 a human talking to an human. It's not a professional talking to somebody and being condescending while they're doing it. Yeah. You know, um, like I said, I'm a true believer in regenerative medicine. Mm-hmm. And all a medical doctors do, it's degenerative. Yes. It's degenerative. Yeah. Uh, you know, and people don't realize all these side effects, you know. They take these, they take a hundred lab rats. And I know, cause I've read the studies and I worked for pharmacy for 10 years. Mm-hmm. You read those studies and I've read that CPS book, which is a drug book put out by the pharmaceutical companies. Mm-hmm. They take out a hundred rats or mice or whatever. Mm-hmm. They inject them with disease. Then they poison them with treatment. And then they sacrifice them after a month. To Where's achieve your long-term what? effects? Yeah, really. I was going to say. You know, because they don't want to know what the long-term effects are because then they can't, oh, well, the rats, you know, when whatever they go through their chemical crap that nobody can understand, but I can read words. I know what may, it's thought to be, you know, there's no, there is doesn't sound like precision science. That sounds like hocus pocus. There's no definitive. There is not one definitive in there. And if you look at any drug, any vaccine, you look and it's written, their disclaimer is written right there. This may not work for you. This may cause the exact same thing that you're trying to prevent. 
it is written there. That's a curious thing. I've read that on inserts and think, what? what? That doesn't make any sense. Like when you look at the antidepressants, can cause depression. So why are you taking it then? Absolutely. And suicidal thoughts and absolutely. And I know I went on an antidepressant to try and quit smoking, um, Zyban, which was, it was a classified as an antidepressant, but you know, Mm -hmm. oh my God, I went crazy. I wanted to kill somebody. I was that enraged. Wow. Um, and I'm not, I mean, I had my arthritis then. And I mean, I picked up my big Christmas tree and flipped it over. Like I was just not in a good place. Wow. And I ended up stop taking it because, you know, it, yeah. I was going to get, somebody was going to get hurt. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, when I hear of these people that kill people, that's the first thing I ask. I wonder what meds they are on. Yeah. First question I ask, because yeah. not everybody's like that. Nope. You have your few psychopaths that you can't do, but most people are not psychopathic. No. It's a trigger. Yeah. I believe that anyway. And as a nurse, I've seen it. I mean, I work for pharmacy and here we're giving antidepressants to everybody. And then you get an alert in. Oh, well, you better check the calcium. You better do EKGs, you know, because it affects all your electrolytes in your body. Yeah. Yeah, but what you're doing is you go and looking after the effects and that must be the cause. It's not. You've got to go further upstream and find the causality. It's never the cause. And the thing that really upsets me today, well, my rheumatology appointment by phone the other day, she's still trying to sell me the biologics for this. Okay. Uh, for my arthritis. You know, Julie, she put some thought. I said, I'll do my research. She says, well, just don't go research anything there. She says, you better just go on our site to info on our page. <laughs> and then she's telling me not to listen to the American commercials, which are all, every American commercial, any show you watch in the States, there's always a commercial, a two to three minute commercial on medications. Yep. And then you get the illusion. So for, for me, the arthritis, you see the person depressed, gaunt, with everybody around them. This is the commercial. They're, mm-hmm. they're concerned. Mm-hmm. And, oh, you got to try this. And then, you know, the light goes on. Everybody's smiling. Everybody's happy. Well, that has never happened for me ever until I got those stem cells. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, that was my light, not this toxic stuff that's screwing around with all your biology. Mm-hmm. But don't look at any other site. She said, I couldn't believe it. I'm there. Oh, and you're a doctor. Oh. Well, that's how brainwashed she is. That's all that is. She's completely brainwashed and bought into it. And she's trying to convince you of the same, which is why they have to say, well, you have to look in this area here. Don't look at the guy. You, you remember in The Wizard of Oz? Yep. When Toto same pulled, thing. Yeah. The, don't look at the guy behind the curtain. Yeah. Well, exactly. no, but I'd like to because that's what are you doing? <laughs> it, but that it, it's exactly, exactly yeah. that. Yeah. And, you know, the one rheumatologist, I told them they don't listen. You know, I told them the flu shot did this and that the methyltrexate didn't work. And his first his first script was take the flu shot and we'll give you the methyltrexate by injection instead of pill form. I, I, yeah, you really want to go back down that road again, don't you? Not. And then he also <laughs> wrote that I was tested positive for TB, which I didn't because I refused to have anything injected in me. And I said, I refused the test. And of course, I was an alcoholic. <laughs> Oh, I tell you. And then they wonder why. Oh, and of course, I always get back. My my family doctor always gets back that I'm a very non-compliant patient. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what happens when you start to think for yourself. That's exactly it. But, you know, I I didn't have any hope until I mean, I had little obviously windows of hope because the the low dose antibiotic worked for me for a while. And yeah. so did the hydrogen peroxide. But I still wasn't dealing with the core problem in my view. I think I was just so toxic that the antibiotics probably killed, got rid of all the crap that was in me. So I felt better. But eventually the crap was still building. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Same thing with the hydrogen peroxide. Yeah. And that's why I'm interested in maybe talking to the doctor. And if we decide to talk again, if I go for another treatment, I'll I'll let you know. Yeah, please. Yeah. Um, Just uh, to see if... uh, the approach of the stem cells, um, if I do take a different approach, if it will be more helpful. Sure, sure. And if I have to do it every two or three years to keep maintenance, you know what? I'm okay with that. We just don't travel that year. We'll go there instead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God I was a good saver. 
Absolutely. And also that you're in a relationship that's very supportive like that as well, which is wonderful. He's my first. He's my first man. I got to tell you, I met him on a plane going to Cabo St. Lucas. Hmm. I met him on a plane in 2013. Wow. Not a single mom with those five kids. Mm -hmm. okay. <laughs> Struggling. It was not easy. It yeah. was not easy. Yeah. Wow. But yeah, he's been extremely supportive and... Um, uh, it just it just amazes me how things just so randomly align sometimes. Well, I think they always do. We just we just got to let things happen. You have to put yourself there too. You have well, yeah, to put well, yeah, yourself. Yeah. That's right. You can't just sit back. You've got to be taking action all the it's time. It's not gonna. It's not gonna. You're you're not gonna find it laying in your bed. Nope. <laughs> no. No. But anyway, it was just so. And he and I and I hit it. I hit it so well when I first met him, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but anyways, after a few days there, I'm there like, no, I, you know, I can't be walking this far, or, you know. Yeah. Uh, but he was very. He received that. He took it very well. And I yeah. mean, he, 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 like I said, he, he bought me a raised toilet within six months, so I knew he loved me. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> well, good man on him. <laughs> Absolutely. Excellent. Well, that that's that's been. I don't know what to say about the amount of suffering and pain you've been through, but I'm I'm so pleased that you're making progress with it. You and I had a chat the other night about some other things as well. Um, and yeah, thank you. Is there anything else you'd like to say to anyone I just, before we I sign just off? Tell pe I just tell people, especially like a, because autoimmune is, I identify more with, but there are options out there and it is not medication from a doctor. Yeah. That is going to worsen your symptoms because people do not realize that when the, I was talking about studies earlier, mm -hmm. and the reason why they do those studies is mm -hmm. because they want to see how far can they poison you without you showing too many side effects. <laughs> That's the truth. Yep. Yep. I can believe it. And what people don't realize, like I was listening to your the fellow with about the cholesterol pills, which I completely agree. And I've been telling yeah. people about cholesterol pills. You don't need that. Your body needs fat. Yeah. It can't determine which one is good and which one's bad. It's getting rid of it all. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So, uh, but it, you know, the thing what I tell is that when you, when it comes to pharma medications, yeah. there are very few that you need very, I can list five that we could use in our modern times. The rest is garbage. Like I'm talking antibiotics and things for acute things only because I'm maybe I'm a nurse, mm -hmm. thyroid, insulin, things that can cause an immediate death. Mm -hmm. I'm not versed on how I would, if I had those conditions, I would be searching on what I could do differently because I don't like well, taking medication. It's interesting you mentioned that because tomorrow morning I've got an initial call with a guy who is type one diabetic, but he's not type one diabetic anymore by his own doing. And I thought that would be an interesting discussion. So you'll be hearing that it is. within the next week. I, I want to hear it yeah. because they offer stem cells for type one diabetes, Okay, which is Again, I only learned that when I was up in Mexico, but it's interesting. Yeah. But people don't realize that the pharma drugs have a cumulative effect. Yep. And so you're taking this but it's drug not only every that. day. They, they don't know the interactions with all the other things. No one knows Absolutely. them. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's it's frightening. Yeah. It's frightening. So, you know, like, again, like as a nurse, you know, I, I knew I, I was saying about urine. Mm -hmm. you knew damn well just from looking if they had catheters i'm just saying yeah. you knew from their urine just yep. from looking at it yep. no no yeah and that's how sick i was i couldn't believe it when i peed when i was peeing brown i'm there holy and i could see it in my eyes yeah. honestly adrian yeah, yeah you would i thought i was dying well, you and were. i probably was you, you were if, if you were doing all I that was dying. you know yeah yeah i was dying i could see it because i could predict uh, people's deaths. I often predicted them before they showed symptoms because you can see yeah. if you look you, or you know what to, well, I don't know. I can see it. Just, just taking that one point and moving slightly in a different direction with that. That is what so many people are not doing right now is they're not paying attention to what they're seeing and what they're noticing. And they're just listening to what's being fed to them from that stupid box in the corner of every room. I know. And if they would just open their eyes and look around and pay attention and notice with new eyes, they'll see a whole different thing going on. That's what you were doing. That's why you can spot it. I, I look at stuff all the time and go, well, I'm not listening to that because that doesn't, I'm getting a whole different thing here and that's not right. 
I'm very good at that. I mean, I, and you are too, because I can see it in your eyes. And that's mm. why I subscribe to your page. And <laughs> that's very much the truth. Thank you. Because I read people. Yeah. And I don't, you don't have to speak. No. Nope. I can tell just from the eyes yep. that there's kindness there, yeah. that there's caring there. And that's what I see in you. And that's why it's true. Because I mean, I only subscribed to your channel maybe three or four months ago, if that. <laughs> okay. And it was from a, somebody in Montreal who told me to look you up. And I yeah. did. Yeah. And but I, I can read people like I, I can tell by their walk. I can tell by how they say their words. There's a lot of information there, but people yeah. have been so conditioned that they aren't able to pick up on anything anymore. I know, yeah. They can't even trust themselves. Well, that's the biggest problem. That's the biggest problem. You'll notice this. I watch the television on occasion and I look at the eyes of the people and I think you're dead, that you've got these glassy black eyes that have got no compassion, no feeling. And I noticed the odd smirks when they're, look, they're talking about the death numbers and there's nothing. Why are you smiling about this? This is serious stuff. And you're, you're grinning. Just, you just catch bits of it. That's also I why I struggle even. with these mouse people because I can't read the face properly. All I've got now is this little window of these eyes and they look dead to me. And I'm like, what am I looking at? I look at them and I say, oh, my God, there's another swallower. <laughs> That's not nice to say, but it's the truth, especially when I see them in their cars and they're, oh, my God, yeah. you know, you are killing us. It's you are killing us. Yeah. 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 <laughs> oh, well, what can you do? I'm just hoping that the uh, uh, that the uh, scam will be hopefully over soon i'm i i you know what i i keep hoping it but i, I don't think it's gonna happen i think it will in the end but i think it's got a ways to run yet because there's still so they're many exploiting it yeah well they are yeah they're, they're running it as hard as they can but you know when you come to stop an oil tanker you don't just say right press the stop button and the thing stops there's a hell of a lot of momentum there that's got to carry on and i do think we're seeing a lot well, of they gotta that. justify all the spending <laughs> well before they take it back off everyone on tax again it's, <laughs> it's like it makes no sense hang on a sec so you you've spent all the money enriching in, in you and your buddies and now you're telling us that all the money's gone and you want more money to give to you lot <laughs> i don't think so and that's exactly what's happening though and yeah. it's unfortunate i wish people would see but yeah. i mean what the, i think i read a couple of months ago that over seven million businesses have closed yeah seven million yeah so that has a whole domino effect there yeah yeah yeah. globally yep that's right well that that also means you can force everyone into this this uh monetary system yeah that's right dependency and then but you're not having the money unless you do this that and the other and it's like no 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 no, no, it's not going to work we got we i I talked about communities the other day with tom that that's definitely the way forward i tried to get michael tellinger on the show but he's just too busy right now because that's what he's doing down in south africa and the more that we do that, we don't need these parasites because that's what they are. They're a parasite. They don't, they don't create anything. They just, they just steal and devour and they will kill the host, which is us if we're not careful. And in, Absolutely. In, We've seen that happen. Yeah. And in many ways, what this feels like to me is that, you know, when you get sick and you're having a detoxification, well, flu, a really bad flu like you had, that to me is what I feel we're witnessing in the world right now is that all these toxins are being pushed out of us, out of the world so that we can all see them because people are going, this is disgusting. I'm like, no, this has been going on for a very long time, but you're aware of it now. Now you're aware forever. of it. Yeah. You know, forever. And I, I remember being in nursing school and I remember them talking about herd immunity. And I'm there. This makes absolutely no sense to me. Yep. And it never did. Nope. It never did. No. The way and the way they manipulate to make it sound like it's so that it works, but but it doesn't work. You either have it or you don't. Bottom line. That's right. You have your own immune system yep. that will fight off what it can when it can. Yep. That's the way it goes. Yeah. And that'd be no, that'd just, be a good thing to keep your eye on and keep in good shape by not taking absolutely. in toxins and uh, making sure you've got the correct nutrients. You know, and yes, and like now. I don't know how it is in the UK, but in Canada, they have really micromanaged uh, healthcare. Yep. And the nurses, like one day, the nurses had a, a lot of, to say. Not anymore, we don't. And like dietitians would come in and they, oh, not only are they taking 20 pharmaceutical drugs, let's add a big calcium carbonate pill this big 
into the mix with vitamin D and vitamin B12. And it's counterproductive because they're on another 20 toxic pills. What was I talking to someone about earlier on today? Um, and she was saying she was looking at the vitamin B12 and there's two types. And I can't remember the two types, but one of them is good for you. And the other one, when your body breaks it down, it breaks it down into two components. And one of the components is cyanide. There you go. That I think can't a lot of be medications, <laughs> I think a lot of the medications do that. I think that a lot of them do break down. And you know, this is what people don't understand, these side effects. Well, the side effects is your body telling you that it doesn't want it. That's right, yeah. You know, when you're nauseated or you have the runs and you're having diarrhea, you're severely constipated or you're nauseous or you have a headache, yeah. your stomach doesn't feel good. Yeah. Your body is telling you it's it's got, you got to get rid of it. Because yeah. I'll tell you with that, those steroids that I was on, I had stomach rot. Yeah. My stomach burned constantly yeah. and they're saying, oh, well, then yeah, now they're giving you, you know, these uh, stomach pills and uh, <laughs> but it's a great it's profit. It's, it's, a, just... it's a profit game. It's take this and that'll cause this to take this. And before you know, it, you're consuming 20, 30 different things and you're a complete mess because what they want. And this was um, Tony said this the other day. He said, you're only good for them if you're sick, but not dead. Absolutely. And that's exactly where they want to keep you. Yep. And that's what they did for me for 20 friggin' years, Yeah, 20 years. I'm still on the steroids that, like I said, I've, I've, do, I've gone down from, I was last January, I went on 20. They wanted me to go on 50 milligrams. I said, no, I've already been that route. I'll do 25. Mm -hmm. But my, I have to admit my, my markers were really elevated and mm -hmm. I, I needed it. I, I didn't have another option that yeah. they had to offer yeah. or that I knew of. Mm -hmm. And I'm down to five today. I started five last week, but I did start that serapeptase. And next, this Friday coming, I'm going to double my dose and, and see where it takes me. Because there's a lot of truth to start slow mm -hmm. and build. Yep. Because what happens is that people are sometimes too eager and they jump in with the maximum dose and then they have side effects. Yep. And, you know, everything has side effects. Even natural products have side effects if you take too much. That's right. You know, yeah. So, anyways, it's just it's it's just important to go slow and keep informed. And, but like we were talking, it's getting harder and harder to find any truth at all mm -hmm. because of the censorship that's been happening, and it's getting worse and worse. Yeah. I mean, even for me, it's not that I'm anti-vax. I, I I believe in in the idea of what it can do. Back in the day, in smallpox, when they just scratched your skin and they put a cowpox flake on that, and you built your own immunity. That was perfect not like that anymore no and you know what's so weird is that they have dead fetal tissue in those vaccines yeah it can't be good for you well the reason why they don't use dead fetal tissue for stem cells is because they saw that there was a link with cancer yep oh yeah it's the only reason why it's the only thing that they cannot use like i'm not obviously they don't use it in north america for religious reasons but there's other countries that have experimented with everything mm -hmm. well they probably did that here too we just don't know about it but that was one trigger that they did notice was mm -hmm. that it caused cancer and it's in vaccines. And what in the hell would a dead fetal tissue do for a vaccine? How does that improve you? I don't think it would improve you at all. I don't think anything like that exactly. can be good for you. Yeah. Exactly. I, I agree. I just don't understand the addition to that. If you ever find somebody who does, please explain it to me. There, there, there isn't anybody that can really explain that properly. They can come up with some hocus pocus, but they, there's not anyone that knows that. Yeah, yeah. I'm getting a um, a call from a telemarketer. I'm assuming. Okay. Well, it, it's I, unless you have anything. <laughs> no, else I don't answer it. I don't answer. Okay, it either, but I was going to say fine. if there's anything else you'd like to share. If not, I think that's been extremely beneficial, and I'm so grateful Absolutely. to you for taking the time. And I've enjoyed the conversation just like I did the other day as well. Uh, me too. I did. I really did, Adrian. And I thank you for uh, listening to me and uh, hoping that it will reach somebody. And by all means, if anybody wants to reach out to me, just message me first. I don't have a problem with giving my email address. Yeah. Okay. Just so what, what I'll do then, if that's all right, on the show notes, I'll put that on my website. Um, and perfect. then if you do have any problems with that, let me know and I'll pull it straight away. I will. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And again, um, anytime, if you want to talk again about anything, whatever, yeah. or because I was a nurse for 20 years too, I mean, I have some inside knowledge at the bedside, which is very different than doctors, mm -hmm. uh, whatever. Yeah. Okay. I'd be happy to do it again. 
No props. That'd be that'd be really nice. I've got quite a backlog of stuff to clear. It may be a I few know, days you, before you see this. <laughs> no worries. No worries. Right, you look after yourself and take great care. You too. Thank you. I will. Cheers now. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. 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 Yeah, let me just set this screen so I can see you properly. Oh, this is weird for me as well because I have a the lens of the camera is actually right in front of your face. I so, see. So I can. So, so I can see your you head. Want me to move? <laughs> no, no, it's it's all right. That's no, fine. It just it's switch. I see. So, so I can see that, and I'm for your lips. No, I 